What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener, thanks so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod and on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, the host site is march4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I'm happy to have y'all, man. Uh, I'm laughing because uh, if you guys only knew how many times I re-record like the intro and close to this show, because I go on these rants, and I'm like, people don't want to listen to this, man. Um, and I'm a perfectionist and really hard on myself, but I will tell you, um, recording this, uh, I don't know if I've said this on the pod. I think I, I may have before, but just... Uh, little fun fact for those of you joining this episode of March 4th. Um, the reason I say another in the beginning, that is a that is a nod to an old skit on Saturday Night Live called Swirsky Superfans. They were fans of the Bears in Chicago. And uh, my childhood, one of my childhood heroes, Chris Farley, was on there. Dad, and uh, how many heart attacks is that for you now, Dad? It's about a baker's dozen. And so the reason I say a nutter is because that was like one of my favorite skits ever. Uh, and Chris Farley, I, I love dearly, man. I never met the man, but uh, he just inspired me. Probably a big reason I'm the weird goofball that I am today. Because unlike a lot of kids who grew up watching like Disney movies and stuff, like we watched like SNL and Ren and Stimpy and Are You Afraid of the Dark? So shout out if you know those uh, those shows, all that, Keenan and Kel. I mean, come on, man. That Saturday night, uh, you know... That Saturday night Nickelodeon block was 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 everything back in the day, man. We loved it. Uh, so that's why I say a nutter, and um, the reason I say pirate ship, uh, like a like a southern man, is because one of my all time favorite movies ever in the history of movies. I hope they never remake it and and just you know, ugh, I, I don't even want to say it out loud, you know. Not that I'm against CGI, you know, because it is cool and. When it's done well, it looks really awesome. But The Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all time. It never gets old. It could be 57 minutes in. I'm going to watch it till the end. There's so many awesome lines in that. Oh, the Truffle Shuffle and One-Eyed Willie. The, actually, the wall flag that I have behind me for Machine Head's album, The Blackening, which is one of my favorite albums ever, one of my favorite heavy music albums ever, uh, the skeleton that they have on the cover kind of reminds me a little bit of One-Eyed Willie, like his his face. He, it almost looks like he's smiling. It's kind of like creepy at night, though. Sometimes I forget, like when I'm tired in a fog and I like see it hanging up, and like the the spotlight outside on uh, the porch of my apartment building is like shining through. It's a little little scary at night, but I'm a grown man. I can handle it. But uh, but yeah, fun little Easter eggs for you guys listening to this episode. So that's that's why I say that, man. I uh, love Chris Farley, love heavy music, love the Goonies, but yeah, I just hope they don't remake the Goonies, man. They got that to me that that's that's in a vault. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things you don't touch, you know? They were masterpieces, they were mwah, you know what I'm saying? You just you just let those things you let them be, you enjoy them. That movie came out I think in 1985, so we're talking excuse me, 36 years ago now. Just leave it be, man. Let it exist as the masterpiece that it is. And if you're listening to this and you're like, what's the Goonies? Please go watch it. Don't You won't regret it, okay? This comes out on a Tuesday. 
you know, you got all this on-demand stuff now. People are slowly getting back into movie theaters, but, uh, you know, definitely rent the Goonies. You will not regret it. Um, and, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me and tell me how awesome it is. And I'll be like, I know, dudes. I know. That's why I shout them out in the in the podcast. That's why I do that. Pirate ship. I'm not even going to tell you what part of the movie that's in, but it's just uh, it's just something that stuck with me. I don't know. There's weird things that stick with you uh, from your childhood. But anyway, as you guys can tell... Uh, I've got a lot of energy right now, and and actually I'm 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 doing I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm actually really excited uh, because I, I just feel like there's a lot of positive things coming. You know what I'm saying? I it's it's really cool as somebody who's just a fan of music to see bands and artists either rescheduling shows or announcing tours. Um, I know people who work in the service industry, and it's really awesome just just to see people back to work. My one of my best friends came into town. Um, I, I live just outside of Nashville, in an undisclosed location. Uh, undisclosed? Did I say that right? Undisclosed. Yeah. Again, guys, I record these a lot because I try to be perfect. Um, so sometimes they leave the air then. But one of my best friends came into town, and it was great to see him, man. And uh, you know, when people come to Nashville, they usually want to go check out the honky tonks on Broadway because when you're not from somewhere, you know what I'm saying? It's just like if you go to Seattle, you're like, oh, the Space Needle, you know. And people in Seattle is like, they're probably like, oh, that's cool, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like when you live somewhere, the landmarks you know, don't maybe mean as much to you just because it's normal to you, you know, and we, we, you know, we take normalcy, we take our everyday for granted sometimes, you know, especially when you've been somewhere a while, you don't recognize the, uh, maybe the, the, the cool factor or or how cool it is for people who, who it's new to them. Right. Um, you know, so as somebody who's lived here since 2015, man, like I like Broadway in doses, you know what I'm saying? Cause sometimes it gets a little great, great down there. Uh, and right now, I think it's a little extra crazy because uh, everybody's been cooped up for so darn long that uh, when they go out, they're really letting loose. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's been some weird, wild stuff happening on Broadway. So I bailed at like 930 because that's how I roll. Ordered the five guys uh, in the Uber ride back home. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Make make the most of your time, guys. If you got 20 minutes in a car with a stranger and you're hungry, you get on that app and you order that food it's there when you get home. That's a good night. That is a good night. You watch the Goonies and you fall asleep. Uh, it's the simple things in life. You learn that when you get in your 30s like me. It's the simple things in life that make you happy. But anyway, so I went down to Broadway and it was just, it was cool to experience that. I haven't been down there in a while. There are so many talented musicians in Nashville. It's insane. You can go into any little dive bar, um, not even on Broadway, but just, just. I mean, I, I remember years ago going uh, to this little bar down in like the Cool Springs Franklin area, which is a little inside baseball if you're not familiar with Nashville, but it's basically like, eh, it's probably like you know, with you know moderate traffic, like a half hour south of the city, and saw this really awesome band in this in this bar, man, and um, so I feel really privileged as as a uh, just a, a music fan to uh, to live in this city and to see see people back at it again. You know, I got friends that are musicians obviously doing this podcast and uh, I'm really happy, you know, whether they're local artists or touring artists or international artists, it's just so cool to see. And as a heavy music fan, it was really cool to see Gojira. I just saw that they were like number one on Billboard, man. And that's just such an awesome, one, it's well-deserved because those guys rule. I've been listening to them for like um, about nine years now. 
And uh, I think the, the album that I started with was L'Enfant Sauvage, and then I just kind of went back and listened to everything. Like Toxic Garbage Island is one of my favorite, the build-up in that song and those riffs and just just the, just just what those guys do. I, I, I love it, and it was so cool to see their new record go to number one on Billboard. It's just awesome to, uh, to see the flag for uh, heavy music flying, and um, it, it's just cool, man. So I'm, I'm really excited. And uh, speaking of excited and new music, the band that I have on this week's episode of the show is a band that, that I'm just pumped for. I, I love their sound. I, I love the elements they, they bring from, from different ends of the heavy music spectrum into their music, and they were a lot of fun to talk to. That guest is none other than House Divided out of Virginia. These guys just came out with their EP, Ash and Echoes, back in March. And it's just got a lot of bangers on it, man. If you love heavy music and, and you also love melody, they have uh, two different singers, Zach and Josh. And, uh, you know, one does the cleans, the other does the heavy stuff. And it's it's just cool to see that yin and yang that they have. And they're just a talented bunch of cats. So, you know, the aforementioned Zach and Josh on vocals, you've got Nard on bass, Alex on guitar, Thomas on guitar, and Jesse on drums. And uh, this one was cool. Because I got the whole fam Danley uh, on the show. Uh, you know, it, and normally you don't get the whole kit and caboodle. I, I usually only get maybe, you know, maybe two at the most or, or one member of the band. And uh, like I said, I got the whole fam Danley on. So it was really cool to talk to these guys. They've got a lot of funny videos um, that they put up with their stuff too. And, and, I, and I love that. I love when I see, you know, people who take like their craft seriously but also have a good time and like don't take themselves too seriously. You know, I think that's part of what makes... Dave Grohl, you know, such an endearing figure, you know, because he just seems like a really down-to-earth, cool dude. Uh, another band I got on my bucket list, but uh, and, and their music videos over the years have always had a lot of humor. But uh, but these guys, they just they just rock, man. You know, if you're a fan of heavy music and uh, you're a fan of, of of bands that really put a lot of thought and effort into their lyrics, um, this this is the band for you. It was just so much fun talking to these dudes that. Uh, I was just really happy to get them on the show. I'm happy that they took the time, and, and I'm happy that I got to speak with all of them. It was just really cool. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with House Divided out of Virginia. Here it is. All right, I think we're recording. So I just want to say thanks to all you guys, man, genuinely for uh, for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, quick, quick little background. So I, I went to school for, for communication and journalism, uh, originally with the designs of being a sports writer, but I've always loved music and heavy music. And, and I got the opportunity a little over a decade ago to start doing some music feature writing. And uh, long story short, found my way to Nashville, revamped the podcast a couple of years ago and brought it back. And so the meaning behind the name March 4th. Um, my birthday is actually March 4th. So when I, when I decided to bring it back, I just thought it'd be cool, cool to take the U out and just sort of make it a personal mantra about like perseverance and, and moving forward. And music has always been a source of inspiration for me for that. So, so this podcast is mostly musicians and I, and I feature a lot of heavy music just cause that's like the stuff that I mm-hmm. dig. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, I do, I do shows bi-monthly now and, um, it's been a lot of fun in the last year, despite all the crazy bad stuff that's happened 
yeah. uh, you know, to, to get back into this and speak with bands and stuff. So that's my little, my little intro to all you guys, man. And just sort of the background of this, but I genuinely okay. appreciate the time. Hey, oh, hey, well, happy birthday. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. It's good to be 21. No, I'm thir- 33 <laughs> now. 33. Get, getting old. Hey, my, the- my birthday was just March 5th, dude. That's cool. Right on Pisces gang. What's up? <laughs> Pisces. Sensitive. Oh, is your birthday, Zach? Oh, that's my bad. It was March fifth, but <laughs> I, I hope you had a bad birthday. Same here. <laughs> what are you like thirty-five wanna... now, Zach? <laughs> Almost. Well, to kick this off, if you guys want to start, just so just so when you speak, people people know who's talking. Um, just uh, give them your names and, and your position in the band, man. Hey, this is Josh. I'm the clean vocalist. Uh, my name's Thomas. Uh, I'm the rhythm guitarist, and uh, I do a whole bunch of other stuff too. But that's my instrument. I am <laughs> um, Alex, and I play lead guitar. And Thomas is being modest; he does a lot of stuff. Just throwing that yeah. out there. Don't build him up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, with that, I'm Jesse. I'm the drummer. I am Nard, and I am the bassist slash vocalist, I guess you could say, co-vocalist. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Makes cookie monster noises. He does. I'm, I go growl, 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 roar. <laughs> he goes roar, XD. <laughs> okay, so I am Zachary, and I basically just do aggressive vocal slash scream so that's me (laughs) well again i appreciate the time you know and uh one of the reasons i wanted to get you guys on here i actually was relatively new to instagram within like the last year as i started getting into podcasting again and um you were one of the bands i don't i don't know if i followed you or you followed me and and i i checked out the songs um i think that i think the first one i listened to was sundown syndrome and it just had like all the stuff that I love, which is like heavy riffs. I like the balance of the melody and like the vocals. So, um, and I saw that there were a couple other bands on there that um, I've either come into contact with or started following as well. And so, yeah, I just, I wanted to get you guys on here, especially with the the EP finally coming out on uh, the mm-hmm. 13th, um, just to learn mm-hmm. a little bit more about your band and uh, kind of what you guys are about. So kind of digging through the the socials a little bit and, and, and doing a little research getting yeah. ready for this bad boy um is it been what three four how, how many years now has it been four or five that you guys Ooh, like the first formations the, of the band i guess we better give the full story then oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's uh, complicated yeah, yeah. It's a little, so little we, uh, we we had a different iteration of this band uh that was the majority of us it was a different drummer actually it was jesse's brother originally um, he played drums originally, and then we had a different singer. Um, and we did that with him for almost two years, mm-hmm. um, but didn't really like drop anything. We played a lot of like older tunes that he had from a different band, and then we had written uh, a nonprofit and dropped that. Um, and so we had a bit of a falling out as these things happen, you know, and uh, we decided that we still liked playing together. 
and uh, we still like the name and what, what we were doing. So the rest of us um, kept going and we get, we, we brought Josh on and uh, Matt got married um, and he decided to take a, take, you know, being married, like as a, you know, obviously it's, it's a full-time thing. Yeah. He, uh, he decided that he just didn't, he didn't have the time to do the, the, the music anymore. So uh, thankfully Jesse, who we had briefly worked with at the very beginning of the first iteration of the band was interested in coming back and, and lending his hand and his skill and his talent to, to the drums. And uh, from there we uh, started writing the, the EP and it took almost two years start to finish to get it done. And that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. Cause I saw what the first single uh, was it, was it 2018? If I look, look, remember correctly on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely was... different, completely different sound, completely different like lyrical content. You know, very, very, I want to say very different. The, the instrumentation was very, uh, you know, similar, but it was, it was, you, you would think it was a different band. Now for you guys individually, um, I'm always interested to know, like, what, what was, uh, what was the first thing that grabbed you musically? Do you remember like the first, whether it was a song or you know, a riff or lyrics. I mean, what do you guys remember your first early musical memory that made you go, okay, I gotta, like, I, I need to go down the rabbit hole with this. I definitely do. Um, I was, I think like 13, 14 years old and I was just getting into music and I was like obsessed with Metallica and just hearing a lot of those riffs. And I was just like, I want to learn how to do that. And then I just kind of got into it there. And then I discovered like drop D and everything and like breaking Benjamin and that kind of stuff. And then my friend showed me like metalcore and stuff, and it's just been a rabbit hole ever since. True. Um, I think a similar situation with getting, I kind of just floated around uh, it was on the radio until uh, I got uh, exposed to Metallica and that kind of got me into the like bands and metal and all that. But I think the big turning point for, for like wanting to learn how to play and, um, and, uh, wanting to do this whether you know to do it myself was uh was hearing like uh is all the remains uh fall of <laughs> ideals such a good that album. was like the big entry level to like screaming metal and uh and then again like uh, of mice events the flood too i believe was those two records kind of like made me want to do what i do and do the what i do so that's awesome uh, let me see. So, oof. Uh, so I really, while growing up, I did not really get that much into music, given that I came from a very religious household, and we pretty much all you could listen to was like either gospel music, R and B, or something along those lines. Just because in the mixture of my that religious the religious upbringing and my cultural aspects. And then I think around 2004 or three or something, I turned on MTV. And my sister was watching music videos back when they played music videos. And I remember clear as day listening to Good Charlotte. Was it Boys and Girls, I think? And no, I was, was like, the river. I was like, oh, snap. This is kind of dope. Okay. And I got further deep into it once I found Fallout Boy. And that's when I saw, was it, it was 
a little less than 16 candles music video. I was sick in bed. I couldn't go to do school or anything. I was watching that music video. And as soon as I saw Pete Wentz spin in the air with his bass, I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, it was just like the kid part of me was just like, as soon as I saw Pete Wentz like jumping around in that music video and all that, and then finding out what an actual bass guitar was, I was like, I want to do that. I want this. I need this ASAP. So that's pretty much how it started. And then as my high school, as I got in high school, they, one, one girl that I knew turned me on to this crazy band called Asking Alexandria. It was the final episode. And that was when I really got into like actual like metalcore and like screaming and stuff like that. And I was like, oh shit. All right. So that's how I popped. That's how I in, emphatic, emphatically like popped my metal cherry, so to speak. And then <laughs> I am now who I am now. <laughs> we got Zach, Josh, and Jesse left. I'll go. Is that cool? Yeah. Go ahead, man. I mean, I'll, to not be super specific, I'll say like I've always liked music. So like I grew up on. 90s alternative grunge then like you know early 2000s metal and new metal and then about the early 2010s give or take even a tad before you know i branched off into more metalcore slash hardcore um and then that just snowballed like finding out all these other bands that didn't come on the radio you know all and then all these you know shows that all these like you know metal and metalcore bands played were like very affordable um you know whether it was at a small bar or whatever um but instrumentally i actually grew up as a drummer basically when i was 12 and then around 10 years ago give or take i totally just got into metal vocals and then that just took over um yeah that's that's a short answer to sum it up for me (laughs) short answer yeah <laughs> so yeah next person if they want if they have something so here are you jesse you've been you've been awfully quiet yeah sure i'll go um so my family has always been very musical uh my dad plays bass my mom plays piano uh they're both semi-professional musicians within the christian uh genre in the 80s and 90s um uh, I was kind of had the same or similar background to the Nard and the aspect that, uh, you know, came from a Christian uh, household. Uh, my musical tastes were a little different just because uh, music itself was pretty encouraged. Um, so, I mean, I remember listening to hip hop from an early age and just general rock. Um, metal was probably the last genre that I really came into contact with, Um uh, I, I know, like, the first song I ever learned on drums was Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I, I think I can play that snare uh, pattern in my sleep. Um, <laughs> it was a big hit, man. I think I was it, in, like, fifth grade, maybe. It was, like, 99, I want to say. I, that song was everywhere. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first, I guess, jump into metal would have been progressive metal with Dream Theater. Um, especially when Portnoy was with the band. Uh, I mean, they're, they're my jam. Uh, you know, Systematic Chaos was just like one of the best albums I've ever heard to this day. 
Um, I don't know. I think, uh, what is it? Uh, dark clouds and silver. Black clouds, silver, silver linings. Yeah, that's probably better, in my opinion. But, uh, <laughs> there we is go. that the last one I, with uh, Portnoy? Was black clouds and silver linings? Yeah, that was the last uh, one with yeah, Portnoy. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that was really the band that catapulted me into metal. And then from there, you know, I was listening to uh, First Scale of the Summit, uh, then Periphery, um, and then Periphery catapulted me into just the entire world of Gent um, <laughs> and just went down that rabbit hole until, you know, today. Uh, so, I mean, my musical influences are like really varied. Uh, I'd say metal was probably the last one in, in all of you know, the grand scheme of things. So when you got into metal, the, the prog stuff was the stuff that sounds like that grabbed you the most. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, even to this day, I mean, nothing wrong with Megadeth or nothing wrong with Metallica or anything like that. But I, I mean, I prefer something that's, uh, I don't know, a little more involved, I guess. Yeah, they're not very diverse drum wise, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go into the whole fashion uh, uh, Metallica <laughs> conversation because i can go down that one all night long one of my favorite videos <laughs> is just just watching them trying to get to a practice um is is one of the funniest things in the world but no i, I just i just prefer things that just require a little more effort i guess and so that's probably my biggest uh contribution <laughs> to trying to make songs is is to give it just a, a little more um, cause these guys, I think hit real hard. And then I, I try and see what we can do to, to complicate Prog it. it up a little bit. Some, sometimes <laughs> overcomplicate it. Just, yeah. just, just a wee bit. <laughs> hey, hey, Jesse, we haven't been able to find the beat for about two minutes now. Can you, uh, can you simplify <laughs> it a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one is in between three and six. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the record, and I don't know if, if Lars or any of the guys from Metallica ever hear this, but if they do, I love Metallica and they were one of my, one of the bands that, that got me into heavy music, but I also love dream theater and all the prog stuff too. Shashi. Yeah. yeah. You're the last one. The, yeah. The main, uh, no pressure. So <laughs> first big jam I got into was red, red wine for sure. That was, that was a true banger. Yes. Uh, yeah. After red, red wine's got to be, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Crash Bandicoot 2 soundtrack was like slaps. That was it. I mean, like relevant music. You know, I'm I'm like up in the years like Mike and Zach, right? We hit them that early 04 jam. I'm talking like from first to last, under a define the great line, like that, like the warp tour summer samplers they would hand out, that became my Bible and like writing hooks and stuff like that. Whatever was in that was was the move i did the ska thing i did the hardcore thing all the old punk music the battle religion the addicts uh misfits went through like the the 70s punk stuff and um i've diversified a lot since as i've grown wiser and stronger but yeah red red wine's got to be that first one maybe a little drops <laughs> of jupiter in the car with my mom <laughs> jesus was that UV, was it uv40 is that red red wine I think so. so. I was feeling that song hard. I was like, I got to start drinking. That was maybe like five or <laughs> It really sold it for me. The, uh, man, the, the, even as a kid, I guess, uh, 
the Madden 04 soundtrack. Yep. <laughs> just everything on that. Just awesome. <laughs> SSX on tour. Tony Hawk 1 and 2. I mean, you can't. Nah, nah. What is it? There yeah, is I a, agree. There was a video game for the PSP. It was an off-road ATV video game. <laughs> and for some reason, that playlist hit. Like, I was getting all the high scores because it had, like, you know, it had your boys from Good Charlotte playing Predictable. Or was it there was, like, Duality was in that on that shit randomly. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm making this, like, 12 times combo right now. We're doing all this. We're getting big air in this game right now. I mean, speaking on, like, sports and uh, uh, any sort of athletics video games, I was playing FIFA 17 last week. And, man, that that soundtrack is is killer man i didn't know that i liked Beck until i heard that, that soundtrack <laughs> i don't know if there's just a lot of like metal heads that are into like video game programming or what but yeah it, i or, or just like heavy metal like even even to this day like if you watch like sports center highlights or anything there's always there, there's there'll be like a metal like music in the background but i remember uh um, NH, I think it was NHL 06 might have been the first time I heard Avenge Sevenfold and Bullet for My Valentine. I want to say it was oh, yeah. NHL 06. Yeah, that was another two big ones for me, too. Getting into stuff. I know. I kind of, as I gotten older, I kind of think the A7X guys are kind of douchebags, but. Well, yeah, but come <laughs> on. Shooting right? shots at everybody. More shots. Jesus. <laughs> can't say the city of evil didn't slap. People are going to hear this House Divided podcast. They're going to be like, okay. They, oh, they, no. Just start <laughs> beef with all the, the bands that are a thousand times bigger than us. <laughs> yeah, For some reason, I never I never got into Avenged Sevenfold's vocals. Like, I never, like, I just didn't. I couldn't get I into them. I just, I don't know. Something I think about they're this, fine. The vocals, I just didn't care about, but whatever. <laughs> I, think the, I think they're fine, awesome musicians, but, you know. Yeah, I, I watch. I used to really like them, and I used to watch like interviews and stuff. And the impression was always that they always were kind of like better than everybody else. Which is kind of hey, man, different strokes for different folks, right? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> we like what we like, but again, Lars, if you hear this, you're Jesse's the one you need to have beef. Oh yeah, not, yeah, not be mad oh, at yeah, him for not, sure. Not <laughs> In all seriousness, though, um, I really enjoyed the EP Ash and Echoes. Um, there was obviously there was a couple of songs. Was it was it Molokai and, and am I saying this right? Jakuna. Um, yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, that uh, that came out previously because was it was it Jakuna had like uh, ten thousand streams in October and I think now it's like over was it like fifty five thousand or something when I was looking on Spotify. Yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool. So I guess I just sort of the story that. behind this this EP um, and even the name Ash and Echoes and I was kind of reading up a little bit about how there's like. The lyrical in there there's there's things about um uh mental health and existential and societal issues so to not ask a super loaded question about the sure. EP, just uh talk to me a little bit about just the process of making this the last couple of years obviously you guys have had some lineup changes but in the context of this past year what was it like just putting all this out there Do you guys want to start by talking about the instrumental process before we move into the lyrical process? Yeah, why don't we, that's why don't we the order kind of that talk about how it got written, yeah. 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 So uh, typically the way with all our songs is, is uh, so I typically write all the uh, the bones for the songs. So I'll, I'll get all the guitar written, all the, the uh, all the background effects, all the, like, you know, all the, like, non, like, non-drum, non-bass, uh sections and um 
and then I'll have like something super basic on like program drums and you know Thomas a bass line that just follows the rhythm. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go and get that tracked with our engineer, and then we'll send. They'll take that and we'll strip out the bass and the drums, and uh, that's when Jesse and Nard come in, and they um, let's say spice it up, make him interesting, and then uh, Alex will come through. Yeah, Alex will come in. He'll take lead sections that I wrote and uh, make them a little more his own flavor. Um, and then uh, then Zach and and Josh come in and they uh, you know they they brainstorm they write and they butt heads and and uh, I'll let them kind of talk. Every about now that. And I, I don't I don't know enough about that process. It's complicated. To... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it on the record that I have one guitar credit. On this EP, That's he right. did. He wrote that the right. part yeah. for Jacuna. Yeah. Oh, okay. We both no, no, no. wrote it. We both I'll say wrote. we want to get this straight. Totally Thomas wrote it. This. I made it work in three. Yeah. And then I had to learn to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys come up with basically like um, the entire structure of a song in terms of the the instrumentation before before the lyrics even go over top of it. Yeah. Always. <laughs> And do you do like a, do you guys do like a, like a rough cut of that? Like in terms of like, just like a demo uh, where, where you add to it or yeah. you pretty much have that finalized before the lyrics even go on top of it? Yeah, we, we'll have like a, it may not be the same uh, exact like, like order or maybe like there'll be a riff that we end up changing when we sit down with um, our, with our engineer. he will be like, he'll, he'll, he's good. Cause he, uh, I don't know if you, you have the chance or you talk to them. You should, if you haven't, um, uh, Jeremy Anderson from a band called Revenant. Um, but he'll, he'll go through and he'll give it a real hard listen. He'd be like, I don't know, man, this kind of, this section's kind of generic. It's, uh, you know, I think you could do better than that. And then we'll go to, go to town and, and try to improve some sections, but we'll, you, there'll be some real rough sounding demos that that'll get sent to him first. And then before it gets, uh, you know, it gets the final treatment. So in terms of producing it, then, uh, Thomas, do you, do you work like in conjun- conjunction with him, like for the yes. CP? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the, the, the heavy music world, we've already, we've already had some kind of <laughs> some hot takes, but, um, they weren't controversial <laughs> at all. I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, but there's obviously a lot out there now. I would say just from what I've seen, just as a heavy music fan, there's definitely a lot of really good technical players now, um, and I think you you look at sort of the advent of quote unquote gent over the last several years, bands like Periphery and stuff, um, uh, Animals as Leaders have definitely brought that to the forefront. Uh, Air is another one that comes to mind. I think they have a new record coming out. But uh, for for you guys with all of the the genres and the and the subgenres, like you know, again, not to try not to ask too much of a loaded question, but are you just trying to be like a metal band? I mean, how, how important is that stuff to you guys? Like, do you want to be a band that can play with, uh, you know, somebody that's maybe in that gent realm, but also play with somebody who's in more of like a a hardcore, maybe a a straight up metal band. I mean, in terms of where you guys fit into that, do you worry about that at all? Do you think about that at all? Are you just trying to, to make the music that you make, if that makes sense? Um, if I could, if I could talk for a second, um, That's kind of a good question. Um, I, I personally feel like it's like 
I, I, I might be wrong. There's somebody other, other, the other dudes might think a different way, but I feel like, um, it's, at least for me, it's like, we kind of, we kind of put our own, we're, we put our own like interest or like talents like together. And like, um, personally for me, I think it is cool. Like if we could play with dozens of different metal bands, right. Without trying to be just this or just that. Um, I mean, in the fact that we do have a separate, uh, clean singer that at least I feel that'll branch us out even more. Um, so I'm perfectly fine with being able to play like different shows and different medals of genre. Um, like sure. I have my favorite bands here. You know, I have like favorite bands of mine, but like, I think it's cooler that we could fit in, in other venues or other specific shows. I mean, that's how I feel. So, so. I, I think, um, that the biggest thing when we all came into this was that we were going to write the music, you know, for us, we're going to write, we're going to write what we like. And, uh, as, uh, we've got a, a couple songs actually that are, um, that are like in the vocal process now that are going to come out over the next couple months, um, that are noticeably different than the EP. Um, but you know, if, if someone's willing to play with us, you know, they're okay with playing with a screaming metal band, then I don't think we'll ever turn down the opportunity. Yeah. I don't think that like the EP, the gold Thomas, you know, we were talking like make the best metalcore EP that we possibly could. And I think that we did that. We really worked, you know, two years to make 20 minutes worth of music. You get a lot of energy condensed into that, that short time. And it's, it's energetic. It's hooky. Uh, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. And I know all the rest of us are too, but we don't want to fall into genre trappings. Uh, you know, you start chasing bands that have already made it that have a certain gimmick or a certain style. And we're just replicating a sound that's been done a hundred times before. I think with the new tracks that we're, we're working on now, they really are shockingly different from one another and from the rest of the EP. I come from uh, singing in like, uh, like indie, indie stuff, hardcore stuff, poppy stuff. Um, I think and and bring a different, a different, a different approach to uh, the metalcore genre than uh, maybe some of the more traditional like singers in that in the genre. But we're trying to do things different. We're trying to mix it up and be something that no one else can be. I feel like <laughs> when it comes to writing this EP and everything. And I think even now with like future works is that we don't have like a set box that we try to stay into. We yeah. basically were so in, we're influenced by so many different like genres, subgenres, and all that. We're to the point where we'll just basically just play what we're what we're feeling or how we're into or what we're into at that time. Like there's been plenty of times where you know Thomas or myself or any one of us have we're really into a band for like the six months out of those two years we were writing. And so you can sense that you can tell what we were into if we, you know, told you. And then even when you look at the tracks on the EP, you can sense a lot of different elements that are dispersed through different genres or subgenres of metal. 
Like there'll be times where I feel like we have like at least one subgenre of metal in each song, but completely changed to how we are as a unit, basically. And musical preferences, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like there'll be times where it's like, you know, like I feel like for Jakuna, there's like moments where we'll have random like deathcore elements into it or um, sundown syndrome. We kind of have like a little bit more of like a hardcore aspects to it. And for those next three songs, it could turn to something totally different. So I think that's one of the big things I pride myself of is that we can do stuff that is recognizable or noticeable, but still saying that it's us, not insert whatever band that's been around for 20 years, 15 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think the guys kind of summed it up pretty well. you know, even at the beginning, Thomas and I were talking about more or less how we wanted to approach the entire band as, as a whole, how we wanted to approach making music. And I mean, he and I were on the same page from the get-go of like, if we start making music just because other people want to hear a certain music, like we're, we're both out, we're, we're done. We want to make music that we want to make and other people like it. And want to listen to it and want to come see us. That's Fantastic. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But if they don't, um, at the very least, if we're proud of what we did, that's yeah. all that you know. Personally, I was only ever aiming for. Yeah, and I think that's the right approach to have, right? Because it's like anything else. If there's no joy in it for you and it doesn't feel authentic to you, it's probably not going to feel too authentic to anybody else. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think whether it's music or any any other approach you take in life, not to get too philosophical, because I'm not a philosopher, <laughs> um, I'm not even that smart. But um, but I think yeah, if if you love it and you, and you enjoy it, people people see the passion in what you do and they'll they'll relate to it because there's I think there's there's plenty of evidence of that in music too, where there's stuff that came out and initially people didn't people didn't get it right like uh like like Mm -hmm. corn is a band that comes to mind like they toured with everybody in the beginning because they just didn't know where to put them and then you fast forward 25 years later and whether you whether you like corn or you don't like corn they've been one of the most influential bands and a lot of people have down tuned seven string guitars now because they took a steve shredder (laughs) guitar and and you know and and made it low end you know what i mean so I think I think that's the right approach that you know from what you guys are saying in terms of the authenticity of what you're trying to do, where you're taking these elements of of things that inspire you, but making it your own. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I think that's what's going to get you to wherever you want to go with your music. You know. All right. And speaking on being a philosopher, uh, I don't want to backtrack too much, but Josh, can you talk about the uh, the process for writing the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, we kind of I was little... literally about to ask him, and then I'll, I can go after if we have time. Of course, we have time. So, okay. Um, Josh is an like, artist. Like Nard, Nard mentioned that he, you know, he and Thomas and Jess, you can tell what kind of music they're into, uh, based like at the time when they're writing the songs. Of course, those influences rub off on me and uh, Zach as well. You've got songs like ash and echoes which i was which the there's a there's a boss battle in dark souls 3 uh <laughs> had to fight a bunch of like pre like corrupted priests it's like where like part of that story part of that's from uh, the dark tower from stephen king um you have jacuna which is 
so, some of it that's uh, Sekiro. Really, like just hard video games I'm playing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> because we hate ourselves, yeah. <laughs> I've been reading. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm an English teacher. Uh, I've done a lot of work with poetry and looking to express myself through the written word. This opportunity uh, was not. It did. It exact didn't exactly fall on my lap, but really, Zach Zach met me at an open mic one night. Uh, and said, hey, you should come in, try out for my band, and, like, uh, help me through the rigorous, rigorous uh, process of actually getting accepted into the band. Uh, it takes a long time. But <laughs> Hey, man, you're moving for Alex. It, it, yeah, Alex as I say, it takes, yeah, I've been in the band since 2016. I'm still on probation, apparently. I'm not official yet. Yeah, uh, the intern. <laughs> we're, try- we're trying to do new things, innovative things. Uh, lyrically, I think that that's uh, that's where I'm. I'm an asset for the band. Uh, everything means something and has uh, notes that mean other. Like it's it's stupid complex. We need cliff notes to understand our lyrics. Yeah, there are, there are cliff notes for at least four of the tracks in our band folder. Like really, let's be real. Okay, Mike. All you need to know is that basically Josh is our John Ness. Basically, <laughs> everything means something and nothing at the same time. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's awesome. So, so Ash and Echoes, you said was from a, it was from a book. The, well, Ash and Echoes, the song is like inspired by, um, there's this really crazy dark priestess in uh, this book called The Dark Tower by Stephen King. That's something I mean, some of your audience would probably be familiar with. I was playing Dark Souls, which is very, you know, gothic, dark, um, middle middle ages kind of vibes and um but the actual the the track name is inspired by the process of the band uh you know falling apart and reforming that uh, ashen echoes is a remake essentially of non-profit the last big song that uh house divided put out before i came into the picture so part of that is honoring the process that that song went through, the honoring the process that the band has gone through. So you have um, this resurrection that cool. that respects and honors the, the past of the band. It's something that we came up with collaboratively to sort of address and let go of our ghosts as we move forward into whatever's next for us. That's cool, man. Yeah, I, I and and I never know too, like with lyricists, if if uh, if you guys ever want to like, you know, leave it open to interpretation. Because I know there's there's some people out there uh, like Chino from Deftones, like he he he's like it's whatever you know it means to you from everything I've heard from him. He doesn't get into too much of like the meaning behind it. So, and I know sometimes that stuff is obviously like super personal, you know. But just as somebody who you know, deals with anxiety and certain OCD tendencies and stuff, uh, you know, and, and like I said, kind of the meaning behind this name, March 4th, when I saw that there was themes in this EP and I, and I listened to it several times, you know, trying to pick up on stuff. Um, but, but when I read sort of the bio about the mental health and existential and societal issues um, in the time that we have left. And again, I, I try not to ask too many loaded questions and I feel like I do that too much because I rant, but um what what was that like for you guys putting this together? Because um, it was kind of it was almost sort of like a surprise drop. Like I, like I said, following you guys on Instagram, and it was like, hey, we're gonna put this out. We can't wait. And you you put out Blackwater, but um, what's it been like for you guys? Um, 
you know, as a band going through changes as a band, but also just in this past year with, with COVID, like, like Josh, like you're saying, you're a teacher. That's gotta be crazy right now. I, I think here in Nashville, there's still a lot of kids not back in school because of this, this virus and what it's done. But um, as a band putting this together in such a tumultuous time, I mean, how did that influence the music at all? Or was it all kind of already written or did, did certain things change because of what happened? Um, that was that was a big question. Before before um, I I don't have so much to say on that as much as uh, you mentioned open to interpretation, leaving uh, leaving lyrics to be decoded and made personal by your audience and having them allowing them to have their own experience. I think that's very important. Uh, and House Divided's biggest asset in that regard is Zach and Zach's Zach's decisions as a vocalist have always been to. Uh, trust the listener to make their own decisions if he wants to talk about that a little bit oh okay so i i guess to put it like i can be a very simple lyricist in regards as i i I don't use a lot of let's say um not always the most interesting vocabulary right but so but it's like my process is more complicated than let's say a lot of my actual lyrics. And what I mean is um, sometimes my lyrics will be somewhat specific. Um, they can be very deep, but also they can be very simple at the same time. For instance, there'll be times where um, before we put lyrics down to say a track like Sundown Syndrome, we all, we all kind of uh, concluded that this track would be generally about like mental health or mental issues as a whole right and so I actually I actually like that when we'll pick like somewhat of a vague or general topic and that allows me at least to be there's so much I can dwell like um dive into there's so much I can talk about without being very very uh specific and for like sundown syndrome I talked about or some of the lyrics were they weren't very specific because it was about uh, a mental health. I wrote it to where not only is it something that came from like my soul or my mind, if you will, but it wasn't very, very specific to where other people or other people's problems, they could, they could have related to what I was saying because I wasn't very, very specific. So I want, I wasn't talking about one specific, um, mental issue whether it was depression or anxiety or something else so i'll leave it open to where like many different things or many different people can relate to that um so so sorry go on uh so what you're basically saying is that um that by leaving it a little more open it allows a wider range of people to to appreciate and, and interpret what you're saying as you talk about this, this, this uh, you know, mental health is a very generalized topic. Yeah. That a lot of bands talk about. Oh, for sure. And in, in contrast, in contrast, um, Alex, Alex and I discussed and the, the, the title of the song, right? Sundown syndrome is about a very specific thing that happens to uh, people with Alzheimer's and dementia, where as the oh. sun goes down, they start to panic. They start to get confused and angry. And this happens to them every day. And kind of addressing the uncertainty uh, that 
an anxiety that surrounds the shift tonight or the, the fading to black that happens for everyone in their own way. Right. So Zach has like one way of addressing things. And I have a very, like, I try to make things concrete in my mind. So, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily affect the, the listener so much. So with that contrast mm. uh, that we, I think that we strike a good balance. Oh, I, I agree for sure. You know, also no. to answer the second half of your question, COVID sucks. COVID has sucked for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, we're having rehearsal. And then it's like, Oh, one of us has COVID or someone was around something and we have to put off for X amount of weeks or, you know, we're going to go shoot a music video and then something happens and we can't, it's, it's mainly just been a lot of small annoyances like shooting us in the foot over the last year, just with trying to go track or trying to go record some kind of content or trying to plan out release dates. And it's, it's just been a lot of small setbacks that have kind of pushed things back over the last year. I mean, it's yeah. Um, yeah. Like the uh, music video for Jakuna in general, that got delayed by like, <laughs> like three months between yeah. Corona and the rain. Yeah. Was it September <laughs> that you guys shot that from what I saw? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. In terms of like a more direct, I don't want us to get off track and ignore your question there about oh, no, the you're fine, effect man. of the, the writing. Um, so in terms of like the songs and uh, the EP has actually been like, for the most part, written for almost a year now. Okay. Um, it was, it was getting the, the mixes done, getting all the marketing set, getting the videos done. That's what is, was directly affected by COVID. Um, and really kind of pushed our entire schedule out. We were going to release this EP. I think we originally talked about doing it at the beginning of last like last year. July or something. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. And then COVID happened, and it just wrecked all of our <laughs> all of our schedule for getting stuff done. Um, but what, uh, what have what have been the positives that have come in the time we have left? Um, the positives that have come out of this for you guys as a band, like, you know, I mean, obviously I think, you know, whether, whether you are one of those bands that, that is, you know, touring nationally and has a global audience or a band that's just starting out or a band that's been around for a couple of years, like you guys, and you're putting this EP together, I, I think it did level set everybody. And I, you know, one of the positives for me personally is it gave me a chance to like reset and prioritize and go, okay, what's really important to me. How do I want to spend my time? For you guys as a band, I guess sort of a two-part question. Um, what did you learn about yourselves as a group, and, and what are the positives that came out of just this crazy time for you guys? Uh, for, for me, uh, it, it made me – I mean, I already, already was like – already understood and realized this, but even more so um, that, you know, I love these guys. These are all my brothers, um, and – having the additional stress of, of a pandemic going on um, and having all these guys to lean on and, and still be able to come to this project and have fun. And, and, you know, it, it kind of gave a, a fresh, like, Oh man, all this really bad stuff's happening, but we can still have a good time. We can still um, persevere and, and create something great. Um, despite, you know, how everything else, the, the rest of the world is happening. And it, it gave me a, a big reminder that like, you know, nothing's ever perfect in life. Um, there's always something going on about something and someone. Um, but as long as you've got your passions and the things that you love and the people that you love, um, none of that matters. You'll get through it. That's really cool. 
I agree. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Thomas is totally right. I mean, it's just, I mean, all before, you know, even before COVID with all like the lineup changes and all the crazy stuff that's happened, like I said, like we, the, the four, what was it? Well, if you include Jesse, cause he was there um, briefly in the beginning, but like me, Thomas and Nard have been doing this stuff since like 2016. And it's just the resilience of this group, you know, it's just been outstanding. It's just, you know, cause with local bands and stuff and smaller bands that aren't, you know, with a label and touring and anything happens, you're worried that like, Oh, you know, the band's going to break up or oh something's going to happen. And it's just, just like I said, like the resilience of all of us to just be able to come together and still like make music and, now that we finally have like a piece of music, like a release with our name tied to it and something that, you know, we've been working on for so long and with tons and tons of setbacks, not even including COVID. It's just been amazing. And it's just, I mean, really? a lot of bands, it's like, they're just, you know, people who can play instruments and they hang out and have some similar interests. But like, these guys are like, like Thomas said, like these guys are my brothers. Like these are people that, you know, if we stop doing the band thing today, that they're still some of my best friends. So it's, it's awesome that we get to, you know, come together and, do something that we love and other people enjoy it too, you know? Yeah. Just kind of speaking on the resilience part of that. I mean, it's probably not known, but Alex lives like four hours on the rest of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're all kind of spread out in the Hampton roads area of, uh, of Eastern Virginia. And then Alex is like <laughs> four hours in the opposite direction. Uh, so it's, it's pretty neat. Cause uh, we don't have to, do rehearsals like super often or even get together for like group writing sessions uh like too too frequently it's it's, it's rare that we all in the same room <laughs> um and it's crazy because anytime we are it's like you know click it's like a friend it's like your best friend you haven't seen in 10 years just walks mm-hmm. out of the desert and you're like hey dude like what you have for breakfast you know yesterday it's like nothing happened <laughs> um you just pick up right where you left off um so yeah just uh the mimic the sentiments of you know the guys before me um you know i love these guys uh you know they've been there for me i hope uh, that i have been there for them and will continue to be so the the whole idea of like how this has affected us amidst the pandemic right so many people in those first few weeks of the pandemic you know, they ran outside to like plant a garden or like fix up their house or start building something, start mm. being productive in a way to have something to hope for and to be, you know, to be optimistic about. And I think that that's what this EP has been, uh, for me at least, has been, uh, you know, something to water and watch and wait for, you know, and as everything else went to shit, this kept growing, this kept getting better. Uh, and I'm, I'm so excited that it's finally out and we get to share it with everyone. I feel like in the terms of like this past year, nothing, besides my own employment situation changing, nothing personally changed for me because I am just a hermit in my own little world. So, but when it comes to just even in the terms of like how like Jesse and everyone else was like talking about resilience and stuff, it was that in the process of even just writing this DP and whatnot, like I was in a far worse situation myself, like prior to COVID mentally and shit. And so 
there was a big point in time where I had to make the decisions and understand what was important to me prior to COVID and everything, because in that dark place, I had to really kind of figure out who was important and what was important to me. And it's awesome to say that these five guys became part of that constant, part of that priority, part of those things that helped me get through those dark times. Um, and besides that is my family. And so just to make it simple, I coupled them all together as family. And, you know, in my time of just being in that time, I learned to be more proactive and productive and learning more on things that I thought I could never be able to do just because of my own mental, you know, like, oh, I couldn't, I didn't think I was going to be able to comprehend you know, things like marketing. I never thought I would be able to comprehend things like artistic matters, like photography and like videos and stuff like that. And like that whole year when shut, when lockdown hit, that's all I did was edit, edit videos and freaking shoot, um, do photography and stuff like that. So I feel like in that year, my talents that I found for myself thrived even more and I feel like that because of those talents, those talents thriving, we as a whole benefit from that. And that just makes me more proud of it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this yeah, has been I, awesome, man. I, um, I really appreciate the time. It's, it's been great to learn more about you guys as a band. I, I really, I really dig Ash and Echoes. I think you guys have a great sound and, uh, this is really a privilege for me too, man, to get a chance to, to get to know people, um, albeit through a computer screen, um, states away. Uh, I, I really think that you guys have an authenticity to what you're doing, and it's cool to even hear you guys speak about that and, and to hear about the bond that you guys have, because I think that those are great foundations to have. So I'm really excited for what you guys have in coming up. Um, uh, let the people know where they can find you. I'll put up all the links. Um but just uh, just one more time, let let people know where they can find you guys if they're if they're not aware if this is their first time hearing about you. Ooh, uh, Spotify for sure. Um, put in house divided, but make sure you put in house slash slash divided because there are a lot of bands <laughs> with house divided. But that's how we stick out. Um, YouTube, you just put in house divided band, and you'll see our logo pop up that's where you'll get all of our music videos, our little funny sketches, but um, Facebook for sure. And uh, Instagram and Instagram's as simple as just house divided music. And it'll just pop up right there. Oh, I was just going to plug one more. We were also talking about uh, starting a TikTok as well. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're thinking about it. Yeah. It's, it's a conversation. <laughs> You guys have put out some funny videos, man. I was, I showed my girlfriend the, was it, was it Blackwater, the one where you're doing, was it the Blackwater? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Well, guys, thank thanks you. again so much. I really appreciate it, especially at the end of the day, whether you, you know, coming home from work or still at work, Thomas, man, I, I don't want to, you know, trap you over there. So um, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. Let's definitely keep in touch. I'll let you guys know when this comes out. I think tentatively right now, it'll probably be, it'll be May. And I know it's like, Oh my gosh, it's March. But um, eventually my goal for this is to do it uh, weekly as hopefully I can continue to build the show and connect with more people. Uh, right now I'm doing it bi-monthly, but um, 
I really appreciate the time and I'm looking forward to, to what's in store for you guys, man. Keep doing your thing. You know, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks so much appreciate for having it. us. Yeah. Know, I really appreciate it, Mike. It's much of a, you know, you, you say it's, it's been a pleasure like talking to us and, and hearing our story. It's been great hearing, hearing yours. And, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely really appreciate what you're, you're doing here. And uh, I'll be sure to keep an eye out on the rest of your future podcasts and see what, who you have on. Yeah. Um, thanks so much, man. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, this is what it's all about, man. It's connecting with people. And I, I think music can move mountains, man. So like for real, I it's, it's music is a big totally. part of my life. And uh, anytime I get to connect with people and learn more about what they're doing, uh, there's so much, so much heart and soul people put into their work, man. So, um, and, and definitely in these crazy times, I think it's, it's definitely necessary. I certainly wouldn't want to live in a world without music. So I appreciate that from you guys, man, genuinely. Cool. Thanks, man. Same here. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks y'all. Have a good rest of the night, man. Hey, you, you, too. Too. you too. All right. See you. Righty dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with all the guys in House Divided. Make sure you go check them out on Instagram at House Divided Music. I will also put up the link tree for all their stuff. Like I said, their YouTube videos, their Facebook, their Bandcamp. Um, it's all there on their link tree. So in the podcast description for this episode, make sure you click that link. But shout out again to Zach, Josh, Nard, Alex, Thomas, and Jesse, man. It was great to catch up with all you guys. And, and I really, really appreciate the time. Like I said, it's it's very rare that I get the whole band. And so that was really cool for me because um, it's been some years, man. I, it's been a while since I've had like the a whole band get on the show. And um, you know, to, to hear all your different personalities and get everybody's thoughts on everything that went into the EP and just uh, pushing through a crazy year with, with COVID. Uh, it's just really cool to me that you guys have stuck together and, and take a lot of pride in your work and, and put out good music. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm a huge fan, obviously. Uh, it was great to talk to you dudes. Let's definitely stay in touch. And again, y'all, please go check these guys out at House Divided Music on Instagram. You can find them on Spotify, wherever you get your music. Again, the link tree will be in the podcast description. They're just, they're, they're awesome. I got, I'm just, uh, I'm really excited for them. The first song that I heard from these guys, uh, which I think I mentioned it in the, in the conversation was, uh, sundown syndrome. And I, I immediately like fell in love and I was like, dude, I need to, I need to check out more of their stuff. And so listening to that whole EP and hearing those guys talk about what went into it, hearing Zach and Josh speak about, lyrically what went into it um you know talking about mental health and talking about you know get inspired by things like the dark tower series and everything like it's just it's really cool man so again if you love heavy music and uh you you love guys and you know musicians that put a lot of effort into their craft definitely check out house divided i'm really excited for what these guys have in store man um ash and echoes available where you get your music check it out and thanks again to everybody for listening. Uh, I'll keep the 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 close here short because I ranted so much in the beginning there, everybody. But uh, I, I just want everybody listening to this to know, man, um, you know that I I truly appreciate anybody who listens to this show. It's a pleasure to do it. I I'm really excited um, for the future of this podcast. I feel really good about it. I'm so grateful for all of the people that I've been able to connect with to this point in this past year. 
whether it's guests or you know you know guests that 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 uh, I've I've stayed in touch with. I mean, it's just um, I feel really blessed, man. Uh, I feel really grateful, and um, you know whether you're up or you're down or things are going your way or they aren't going your way or you know life throws you a curveball that you don't see coming and lord knows um i've had those and i'm sure anybody listening to this uh has had those whatever it is man um just just remember how important it is to just be good to each other and to be kind to each other to lift each other up whatever it is you know what i'm saying whether it's music or arts or you know just being cool to people holding the door for you know some old lady walking into the store not even an old lady just somebody who's trying to hightail it into the store getting out of the rain like you know regardless of race color religion no religion just freaking be good to people man you know that's i i just think that's what life's all about so i don't know why i felt compelled to say that and like get preachy here at the end but um I just really want people listening to this show to know how thankful that I am that you listen to it, that you take the time to make it part of your day, that you take the time to make these bands a part of your day. And I hope uh, that, that when you listen to these episodes, whether it's a band or like Bearded Bird Fitness and Nutrition or Jupe Mode, you know, people people that I've had outside the music realm on the show as well, I, I really hope that you you take them with you. And it's not a one-time thing here, you know. And uh, again, different strokes for different different folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, not everybody's into the same music that I listen to. Not everybody's got the same taste that I have. But um, so maybe maybe you vibe with it, maybe you don't. But at the end of the day, man, um, I hope it inspires you. You know, I hope that it encourages you to chase your dreams, to face your fears, and uh, you know, keep keep climbing. You know, life is short, but it's beautiful. And it only gets better when we're better to each other. So that was a weird stream of consciousness. I don't know why I felt compelled to say all that, but I did. And uh, I'm, I'm humbled by everybody who listens to this show, who helps spread the word on this show, who's taken the time to go to iTunes and leave a review for this show. Um, just know that, that I see it. I appreciate it. If you follow me on social media, I appreciate it. Um, it's all love over here, man, you know, and I'm just trying to do my part to spread love, spread the word on people doing their thing and chasing their dreams. And uh, I hope you do the same in your life. So thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. Again, thank you to the guys in House Divided at House Divided Music on Instagram. Check the podcast description for their link tree, which has all their other stuff. Like I said, these dudes are funny. Uh, they did a, They did a funny like music that slaps like fake infomercial for Blackwater. Um, it, it's just, uh, it's good stuff. So I appreciate y'all. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site's March4th.podbean.com. You can stream the podcast on you know major platforms like Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Podbean, other places you find your podcast, uh, like Podcast Addict, Himalaya. So it's out there, man. And again, the host site's march4th.podbean.com. If you want to go straight to the source and stream it, there's a player that you can listen to it on too. So thank you all. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of the dudes in House Divided, here is their single, Blackwater.